Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about two more foreign films that have been nominated for Oscars. The Worst Person in the World and The Hand of God. Yeah, two um, foreign films, yes. Yes, uh, The Worst Person in the World is uh, Norway, I believe. Um, And then The Hand of God was Italian? Yes, from Italy. Uh, Paolo Sorrentino... He is a pretty famous Italian director. He had previously won the best foreign film for um, The Great Beauty, which was all about Rome. This one is all about uh, Napoli. Okay, okay. Um, He does a lot of really beautiful movies. Are we going to talk about that one first? Um, Sure, we can do that. Yeah, so, I mean, I've watched... Uh, the Great Beauty, and I've watched um, another one of his films. I forgot the name of it, but it has Paul Dano in it. And then I've I also watched a couple episodes of that show he did on HBO called The Young Pope. Um, okay, from several years ago, and he does love a lot of really like allegorical, very like um kind of self-referential kind of movies. I don't know if you could kind of tell from this one. It seemed like, especially with the little monk in this one, has a kind of like a bit of an allegory kind of way of doing things. Well, yeah. It it, Was this like a biopic in a way of like him becoming a director or was was this not related to his to his younger um, his, his younger self? I truly have no idea. I, I honestly, I don't know at all. <laughs> because I also watched the eight minute, there was another thing on Netflix, like an eight minute thing yes. of him like, like going, and I watched that today. Oh, you did? Um, okay, tell me what, what that yeah. was, because I didn't watch that. So it was it was really just him, I, I believe this movie might have been about how he became a director, because he, because yeah. in this eight minute little featurette, he goes, he goes back to the places where they shot for the movie um, and he and he talks about what it was like being in these places when he was younger. So I think you're right. I think it probably is kind of a autobiographical kind of movie. Yes, yes. Um, um, <laughs> this movie was very pretty. I will give it that. It yeah. was it was batshit though. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> the 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 characters in this movie are extremely. They're crazy. <laughs> They're very caricature esque. I are. think is they, the best way were. of putting it. They it were. really kind of reminded me of, um, uh, licorice pizza in that way because it has a lot of characters. They're very interesting and weird, and they're all kind of like characters, right? They're like very, like, uh. Honestly, not always the best people. Uh, so a little bit like put it, pushing the the main character in a specific way. Uh, especially this one, it was a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, I also felt like I I read um we read the summary. Me and my roommates read the summary of this movie in a few different places, mm-hmm. and and I think the description. It was either on IMDb or the description I read. I read from did not. It's not what it. It's not. It's 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 not what this movie is about. Let's just read this. It says in 1980s Naples, young Fabietto pursues his love for football as family tragedy strikes, shaping his (laughs) uncertain but promising future as a filmmaker. (laughs) 
that is not what this movie is about. Okay, it's not like even close. at all. I don't it's know not even why. Close. But how what? are you? What would you? What would he doesn't? What would be okay, the description think, of this movie? What, what, what was, what was the description? What was the description on Netflix? I I think the one came. It's the same. Was a lot, it's this, was a lot. It's this, really? It's the same. I'm I'm oh, gonna. No, oh, no, I'm no, just no. gonna. I'm just gonna take. She this. read it. She read it on Google. She read so so when when you search the movie on on Google search, I I think she read the description from there, and that one was a bit was a bit better. Okay, let's let's look on let's, that one. Let's go to Google. Let's go to Google. Um, it's not easy to describe. Okay. No, it's not. It was hard to follow as well. Okay, okay, here we go. In 1980s Naples, Italy, an awkward Italian teen struggling to find his place experiences heartbreak and liberation after he's inadvertently saved from a freak accident by football legend Diego Maradona. Again, that is an aspect of this movie. That's, but that's a bit it's a bit closer. I I thought it talked yeah. about like him him finding a place where he belongs or something. Isn't that isn't that what uh, did it not say that? Okay, no, no, no. That was it. That was it. That was a description. This is it. Um, Okay. Yeah, so everybody in this movie is kind of a horrible person in one way or another. And I don't think they're trying to hide that. It's kind of obvious that his entire family is a little bit flawed. And the way that they deal with problems. You're kind of just peering in onto this family. And and, and a family can be however they want it. They can be whoever they want to each other. Like, they could be... They could be assholes to each other. They could be great to each other. Like, it's it's family. Like, it's... Yeah. You're yeah. really just... Yeah. Or, or there are people that just know each other very well. So it's just... You can really get a sense of their characters, how however crazy or not crazy they are. Exactly. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and this, this family movie, just this happened to be starts... all assholes. They're, they're this, all horrible. Yeah. Like, they they're, just... They're all pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you really kind of maybe like the parents because they're not so bad and same thing with his brother but they're all like very um one-dimensional people in a lot of ways yeah i think and then and that's and then his, the... his aunt was his aunt was okay after she after she went into the into the institution but um, the first half an hour of this movie is rough like you're like what the fuck what uh, I'll be honest that this entire movie was rough for me to watch. I, I, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, what's, what, what part I'm talking about. I had to skip a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to fast forward during one because I refused yeah. to watch. Yeah. I refused to watch the, the one this part. director. Okay. Let me just put it this way. This director honestly is a very theatrical director. He yes. loves to, just shock the viewer a lot and i think that that's definitely a major purpose of this movie and it is very beautiful and it is it does have a lot of things in it that are like but they're just so incredibly striking and in a way that the art that this that this director makes is so controversial Mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and so i think that's like the purpose of his films is to be kind of like striking and bold and that's what he, he does remi- that's, that reminds that's what me. he does that reminds me of when we were talking about hodorovsky a hundred percent yes hodorovsky and even then yes. like his movies are less like narratively driven like at least this one had like a story like Hodorowski's movies are just like whatever the fuck is going on in those movies is what's going on you know he just kind of decides and that's what it is right and this one has a lit like his Paolo Sorrentino's are just a little bit they're just really jarring and even in his um other like even in the show the young pope like it's a it's a like it's about like Jude Law and his like sexual desires as the Pope, and so it's like a mm-hmm. very like risque kind of show. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It is. That, sounds, so... that sounds risque. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in this one, as you know, I'm guessing what you didn't like was that entire scene. Of course, no one likes this, but that entire scene where the older woman is kind of seducing um Fabietto and and has sex with him um yes. 
And it is a very jarring scene. And it's just like, you understand why she's doing this, but you're also like, what? (laughs) I was was already not mentally doing well with this movie that when that happened, I was like, okay, maybe if I was, if I was watching this, like, by myself, I would put myself through this, but... I had other people in the room with me, and I was like, I'm not going to put myself See, through this or I, the people I, in this room through this. <laughs> yeah, I understand. See, I was worried that you were going to be watching it with your roommates because I was like, oh, this this movie is not for everyone. And I'm not saying I like this movie because I really didn't, but I'm just like, it is not a easily digestible movie. <laughs> no, no. So, I did, yes. You need to I'm, be I'm like tr- in the I'm mindset. trying to find the positives in this movie, but I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a very hard time. I other, really other than liked, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was very beautiful. I really love the main character. I love this this kid, um, Fabietto. I liked him too. He, he was yeah. very good, and I also, you know, I liked the the different people in this. I thought it was like I said, I kind of comparing it to Licorice Pizza in that way. Uh you know, just a bunch of different characters and kind of the craziness that they got into and the people that he meets and the things that they say to him and just kind yeah. of like, it, it is just, they're so wacky. They're just extremely wacky and they're kind of fun in that way. You know, like that older yeah. woman, the older like Nona who, you know, everybody hated so much and then they like beat her up in the middle of it. You're like, what the fuck? Like yeah, that lady literally threw a bicycle at her. Yeah, who wore the fur coat and just ate like just a barata, <laughs> like a straight, straight up full ass barata from her hand. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's why I I was also trying to see if if this was supposed to be like like a comedy in a way because a lot of, like yeah some, like yeah I guess a lot of it was very out there but it seemed very comedic in ways um just with just with this and i'm not sure if that was intentional or not (laughs) i think it was i honestly think i honestly think it's like very you know like i said this director is a shock director and you know that's not Mm -hmm. saying you don't have to like what he does and it's definitely like not for everyone but it's like a he you know i I, he's older strong size yeah it's like there's a lot of choices there's a lot of like major crazy choices in this movie (laughs) yeah yeah and it's and it's and it's some of the situations that that this that this young kid gets into like almost makes me think of like wes anderson in a way like it's just it's just very weird it's very wacky it's very kooky yeah not with the old one not not with the baroness obviously but you know with with befriending the guy who's a smuggler who then gets who then gets arrested that like, was very or, Wes Anderson. You're or so having right. a relative, yeah. having a relative who just eats straight up burrata. Like you know, it's yeah. it's just these very kooky things. Mm-hmm. So it's like the aspects, the those types of aspects are fine for me in a movie. It's just I I don't know what happened. I just <laughs> I was having a hard time following. I I didn't really like a, a majority of the characters, even though they were they were all very funny. It was it was just and and the part where the the football player like saves him yeah was yeah. a little vague but it was oh, there like yeah, I, I got totally. it i get it but it was, it was very vague like <laughs> like or just it's a it's just like a series of circumstances that leads him to not dying with his parents yeah. and it's very sad that he loses his parents who are also super kooky people like when his mother was crying about that woman that his father was having an affair with, and she cried like yeah. all night long, just screaming yeah, the, the, like loudly. The pranks, the pranks on their neighbor. Ugh. Oh my god! And like the mom like loved to pull pranks, and she's pulled a prank on the father like with the bear. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? What is up with these people? I mean, I think it's just a very I think if it's supposed to be kind of like a very like autobiographical situation, it could be just the most dramatic, the most kooky way of seeing life from a child's perspective, from somebody who's like 17, like, you know, um, yeah, like Fabietto. Yeah. So like I, I, I 
think that it's kind of that idea that it's like a very like almost romantic, almost a surreal, um, you know, way of viewing the world from a teenage perspective. Um, yeah. And in a lot of ways that that movie succeed, this movie succeeded in that. And it's just a very specific point of view um, from a specific filmmaker. And, and it, like I said, it's not for everybody, but that's, it's, <laughs> I would actually and, recommend and the truth. The Great Beauty. It's a really beautiful movie. Um, like I said, it okay. takes place in Rome. And that one has the the actor who played his father in it, um, Tony Servillo, Servillo. Um, He is, like, fantastic. And he's the main character of, of The Great Beauty. Um, okay. So it's just a little bit more. It's slower. It's more beautiful. It still has those aspects of it being a little bit theatrical, a little bit... Um, strange but it's kind of more about italian beauty um yeah. this movie is not really about that it's i mean there's aspects of it of course with like his aunt and stuff who is it a, a beautiful woman and everything and a very yeah. desirable woman so there's like a lot of things that are layered in this but um oh you know what it also reminded me of was kind of baz lerman-esque especially mm. like with um, some of, some of the shots were like a little askew, and and that kind of makes me think of Baz Luhrmann sometimes a little bit. Yeah, but um, also with like, the characters, you know, like yes, uh, and the characters. Yeah, like strictly ballroom. Those characters were extremely over the top, extremely wild, and you know, very character esque. And that's really what I felt with a lot of these characters. Yeah. Yeah very yeah very cartoonish yes people. cartoonish um, that's ex yes that's exactly yes. yeah it was and like it was yeah. very hard to take them seriously <laughs> oh yeah and even like the the brother who was like a super cute older brother he had no way of helping his younger brother he was just like a, a wet rack he was just like not living up to who he should become and who he should be yeah. um and just leaving his brother in the dust and his, his sister who literally never came out of the bathroom ever, which was like a running joke the entire movie, you know? Um, okay. I did not, I did not catch that. Yeah. They were like, where's Daniela? And she, they're like, oh, she's in the bathroom. She's, she's in the bathroom. And in the end she comes out of the bathroom and, and Fabietto's left her because she never came out of the bathroom. <gasps> That's what the that's what that was. Yeah, it was crazy. At the very end of the movie, when this random lady comes onto the screen, we're like, "Who's this?" It's the it's Daniela or whatever. She was literally in the bathroom the whole I will, movie. I will be honest. I was cooking dinner at one point during this movie, and I did not want to pause it, so I just told Kimmy <laughs> to tell me what happens. Yeah, while I was cooking. Um, so she probably didn't catch this part. That part. To tell me that someone was in the bathroom the entire movie. It was, the, it was from the start, too. Like, yeah, like okay. she was, yeah. And again, that just kind of adds to this, the surrealness, the, the weird central character of this movie, who literally had the same exact uh, costume as Elio in Call Me By Your Name, the entire movie. Like, the Walkman <laughs> around his... Like the, yes. the the same jeans and the same shirt and the same like air of him like the, the same yeah. everything really except yeah. for I said, he's I said not this Timmy. Guy, I said this. I said this. This guy's a mixture of Napoleon Dynamite and Timothy Chalamet. A hundred percent. Like truly, truly. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness! But it is a very jarring beginning because obviously we have a lot of nudity in the beginning of the movie with the aunt, who. Even from the start, you see her and her, like, big breasts and nipples are, like, right in front of you. And you're like, you cannot ignore them. They are just there. And she gets yeah, picked up yeah. by that guy who takes her to the little monk. And you're like, what? What is this? Is this an art film? What? What is going on? You know? And then she gets yeah. beat up by her her husband. And she comes to the door. And her family sees her. And her, her boob is totally out. And you're like, 
why what is going on why are we seeing this you know like you really yeah. have and to we like learn that we learn that she like went to go see the little monk so she can have a kid right right and she and then we learn yeah. that you know she's she was seeing a psychiatrist because i guess she kept trying to have a child and she couldn't and it just it was messing her up um, yeah yeah and yeah. we kind of just yeah and then we just learn throughout the movie that she she just ends up in the hospital because she she just can't handle she can't handle r- r- life but fabietto has like a huge crush on her because she's like very sexy so you're like mm-hmm. it's like what this is her nephew like what is what like it's just yeah. so weird um yeah. also like this family again is just absolutely horrible like she she takes that like guy who has to talk through that little machine like she rips it out and takes the battery out and throws it into the ocean and everybody's making fun of this guy everybody's making fun of everyone like it's It's just they're so horrible they're just such horrible people oh my gosh (laughs) they were terrible they're all so terrible oh my goodness yeah okay well, that's that's what I gotta say about this movie. Let's. Uh... Yeah, I, I think I think that's all I have to say. Let's <laughs> read these. Uh, not nominated for best foreign foreign film. Yes. Um, yes. Good luck. Good luck to you. Good luck to to this movie. Um, let's see. Let's look at these plot keywords. We've got 1980s, coming of age, life, Naples, Italy, and family relationships. There you go. Yeah, it's a very coming-of-age movie. According to this trivia here, it says, according to Paolo Sorrentino, it was Alfonso Cuaron's Roma, which was based on Cuaron's childhood in Mexico City, that gave Sorrentino permission to commit his own experience to film. For Sorrentino, realized that a personal, private film could tell a universal story. Okay. I mean, I think Roma did it a a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I yeah, yeah. I mean but but, but sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Everybody right, knows right, right. how I feel about Call Me By Your Name, another coming of age movie, and that movie does it a lot better than this one. Not saying that, you know, just me personally. Just just what I think is a bit more stabbing in my heartstrings, that would be the one. <laughs> Yeah. Another thing that the that the eight minute um, little featurette told me was that um, Diego Maradona, who is was a real life soccer player, a football player. And um, and he was often seen as like a religious figure just because of how ingrained football is in this culture and how and how significant these 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 players are to this to these people. (laughs) Um. So he that, literally that saved Fabiano's life, like inadvertently. So definitely, like Fabiano's that was like the the like Christ like figure was definitely there. Yeah, when when we read that in the summary and, and watched it in the film, we were like, "Was that it? Was was that how he saves him?" <laughs> and I was like, "I thought we were gonna like see the person." No, in re- like no, but no, no. It was yeah. it's it's yeah. It's it was yeah. It was like second hand saving in a way. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Any other trivia that you uh, saw that looked interesting? No, Shot I, in eight I, weeks. <laughs> well, I believe that. I, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. So this movie got a 76 Metascore, which was pretty good, and uh, 29 positive and seven mixed reviews with two 100s. Okay. Let's see. I need to get to the. I need to get there. Uh, oh, oh. There we go. No. Yes. Um, I'm gonna read the. Well, I'll read the the Boston Globe one after you read the bottom one. After. Oh yes, yes. Always, always gotta read the bottom one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. So the lowest it got was a forty from the rap. Um, it might be hoped might be hoped that the passage of time could give some fond or melancholy distance from such material but sorrentino serves up his memories in an unappealingly inert and flat manner oh my god <laughs> I, I mean, mean i uh, 
I wouldn't call it flat. No, I, I really wouldn't call no. it. No, it's it's actually it quite was, colorful. There's there's very, a lot going on. <laughs> was very bumpy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite. And also really sad. Like the fact that his parents die in that whole scene when they're in the hospital and he's like screaming. And they that wouldn't he let him see them. I. I mean, that was really, that was really good. That was like a very good scene and it was really hard to watch. And, and honestly, like the actor really is great. Like this, this kid is, he's amazing. Like I, I really am quite um, enthralled by his performance for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He was really good. It says the 75 from the Boston Globe says these characters are so vibrant and the episodes so richly imagined that it's easy to overlook how shapeless the hand of God is. The film has the vividness of memory, but also the structure of memory, which is to say no real structure at all. Visually, though, hmm. the movie is of a piece. It's Sorrentino's eye that holds it together. I like that. I like that, too. And it really kind of adds. It yeah, it adds to it. It does. And that's kind of how I was trying to watch it, too. So I I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's see, let's read one of these 100s. All right. <clears throat> I will read the Hollywood Reporter 100. Um, it's the work of a director in full command of his gifts from the kaleidoscopic vi- vignettes of family life that make the first half such a constant delight through the supple modulation of tone midway when shocking tragedy prompts a shift into a more ruminative mood. That's a nice, that's a nice blurb too. There you go. Yep. Okay. Next movie, uh, The Worst Person in the World. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw this in theaters today. Yep. It was a time. Couldn't see it yesterday. No. Which I found very weird. Yeah, it wasn't playing. The theater just skipped a day. No, we don't want to play it on Wednesday. Um, that's so weird. This this movie was good. I really was very enamored with it the whole time. Um, yes, yeah. The movie was very interesting. It was it was broken up into twelve chapters, and that's kind of what it told you as it started. It said this movie has twelve chapters, an epilogue, and a prologue. Yeah. Um, and and that's exactly what it was. And it just kind of it it was interesting. It's like the movie seemed very seamless to where it didn't need these chapters, but I liked, I liked the addition of them. I, I liked, I liked the choice to, yeah. to kind of make it into this book, make, make it into this um, novel of, uh, of this, of this girl's life and her, her, her journey to find herself and, you know, kind of get on with her career and, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't really know where to start. Do we just start from the beginning? <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely followed her mostly with her love interests. And I think between the ages of like 28 and 30, 31 or 32 or something like that. Like, so it was only yeah, the like... The movie stresses that she's young. Yeah. Um, she's And we like kind 30. of get she's... that idea of her 
like from the start of the movie because she she we start off with her in school and she's in yeah. school to be a nurse or she she's she's in medical like a school. doctor and then she transitions to she wants to maybe do philosophy psychiatry. yeah psychiatry yeah, and then she's like oh actually i want to be a photographer so that's that's yeah, the so, epilogue so like the prologue yeah. so like that's just why it's the very beginning of the movie <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's she's bouncing around, not really knowing what she wants to do with her career, um, and and then she like inadvertently like a not well she like decides to break up with her boyfriend when she decides to like make this uh, degree change, you know, career change. Yeah. Um, and and then we just kind of so it it follows a lot. A lot of the movie, you you have her with um this the guy she meets after she breaks up with her boyfriend, her first boyfriend, which is yes. um, a, a comic. Um, yes, Axel. Yes, who writes like a raunchy um cat character. Like think of think of Garfield, but just like very raunchy. Um, yeah, and kind of like sexist, and yes. just the most vulgar little kind of uh underground comic and he's very popular for that and he's also 44 years old and she's like 29 so yeah or something yeah she yeah she's she's on the cusp of 30 um yeah so big big difference between where they are in their lives and they start dating and she falls in love with him and that's kind of just like the beginning of the movie so then we have their relationship and how she ends up kind of feeling about this relationship is is she's not really super happy in this relationship and she kind of uh has an affair in a way with another person uh Ivan and in in a more emotional way and then it kind of breaks it off with Axel gets with Ivan and then is still not 100% happy and then goes with goes to find that Axel has cancer and kind of helps him with the end of his life mm-hmm. uh and then breaks up with Ivan after she discovers that she's pregnant um has a miscarriage and then is on her own again at the end of the movie. Yeah, this movie made me think a lot of um our podcast talking about oh, what's it called? What's the one with um Mads in it that came that was that was last year from Denmark? Oh, yes. The comedy. Um the uh, drinking uh, um Binge yeah, drinking a or toast, yeah, to- uh, yeah, drink. Uh, the, um... it, it was uh, it was like the oh my god, something something drink something something. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I know that it was so good too. It was like yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold happy okay. hour here, here's, or here's here's uh... Mads here's Mads Page. Another round. Another God round. Damn. Okay, <laughs> we were really close. Yeah, God, because in so other close. language, it was it was called binge drinking, I think, or something. Um, yeah, and and that movie yeah, was that was, was a also, lot like this one. <laughs> yeah, I agree it, it with was, you. It was also marketed as yeah. as a comedy, which we both didn't think it was all that. Yes, it had some humorous, um, yeah, like situations, Aspects. but yes, but all in all, it was not a very funny. Like you know, haha, comical like comedy movie, um, where this again is also it's comedy drama and romance. Oh, it was um, so which... sad too. Like this one was upsetting. It was very sad. I like, mean, I was, I so, was upset. so upset over Axel. Yeah, like, I really liked him a lot. He was such a good actor. Like honestly, I was it's watching so this and I was good. like, why didn't he get nominated so for supporting actor? This guy killed right? it like he was so good oh my gosh. <laughs> i yeah. mean and the main character ulier was incredible like again when we're nominating these actors we really need to be thinking about these other movies like ser- seriously she was fantastic yeah so good they're like all everyone was really good in this yeah um like there were definitely some comedic aspects like um 
Ivan's girlfriend was was the very yoga funny with bitch. her with her yeah. yoga yeah her yoga company and and um uh even Julie's uh dad who just refused to oh come see her oh my god that her. was like, that was just ridiculous that was, yeah 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 it totally was so it was so ridiculous like you had to laugh at it because it just yeah. he just was such a such a terrible father yeah um, totally yeah that he just he wouldn't he wouldn't sit on a train to go visit his daughter on on her birthday because he he just, he had another he had another wife he was married and had his own kid again like he had his own mm-hmm. his his own other family but he, he just was, just was like oh I'm in so much pain and there's all these things wrong with me and I just can't and like he was just making up a lot of excuses like oh the parking is horrible and Axel was like. Yeah, okay, what about it? Like, you don't come and see your, your daughter. You don't do this. And, like, Axel really loved Yulia. So she, he was just like, why aren't you coming to see her? Why, like, he was really asking these these crazy, you know, really difficult questions, you know. And Yulia yeah. was like, just back her. off. And, yeah. 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 Okay. Axel really loved her. And, yeah, but he, he really loved did. her again, like... He loved her a lot, but he didn't see that she was, she was not um, happy. Like he didn't, he didn't realize like when she broke up with him, he was blindsided. Like he did not realize that she was this unhappy and cause she is so bad at communicating that she just didn't say anything. And that was like why she's like, I guess that's, she's the worst person in the world, I guess, because she just kind of doesn't communicate (laughs) I mean, I guess, but but then a She's lot of not people a bad would person. be considered the worst yeah. person in the world. Like, I, I, in terms of this this woman's situation, she was not the worst person in the world to me. She yeah. just was. It's like, yeah, she couldn't communicate in that, and that was that was her that was her biggest flaw. But I mean, she's she's warranted to have these feelings and to feel this way. Like, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's fine for her to to no longer love someone and, and want to break it yeah. off. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's fine, but yes, yeah. communication's very important. It is. It, yeah. You do, it, you do come off as, as a bit of an asshole. Sure. And like, she definitely had all these moments where she felt lonely. She had all these moments and you like watched her feel these things. So it was a very, very present movie. It was very beautiful. And I think it took place in Oslo and it was just like mm-hmm. incredibly gorgeous and, her emotion was so plain on her face. This actress, Renata uh, Rainsve, she was amazing. Like, again, you really felt a lot of what was going on through her emotion, her body language, her... Um, she would get really defensive. I mean, it was such a realistic movie. It felt like this was such a realistic life that somebody has lived you know yeah yeah i mean yeah. compared to the Completely. hand of god which is again is a very like <clears throat> exaggerated version of somebody's life this was like a much more realistic version the way people talk to each other in this movie was an actual conversation that people would have like an actual visual representation of how people interacted with each other and there was there was not really a lot of like I mean, there was surrealism in it, but their conversations were so well done, you know? Yeah. I just, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, really great. Really great screenplay. Um, Amazing. And I think that it I, was nominated for for original screenplay. Yes, it was. So it's just was like... Was it? Yes. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I know. Awesome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best parts about this movie, for sure. Thank goodness. Yeah, I love the scene where she crashes that that like that wedding reception. Yeah. Um where she first meets Ivan and and yeah. just like their whole conversation was just so good when they're like, Oh, is this considered cheating? And they're yeah. just like, you know, just <laughs> it was so it was so good. <laughs> like they like oh get so vulnerable with each other. Like yeah. they become the people that they wanted to be their whole lives in that one moment and kind of yeah and you could tell like she was acting differently around Ivan than she was during Axel and she told Axel that she's like I can't I don't feel like I can't I can't be myself when I'm around you like yeah and 
which is just which is a shame because I mean he had even said when they when they first hooked up that like you know we there's such a big age gap between us this probably isn't gonna work out and she's like eh fuck it and then you know she's young yeah. she's like who cares yeah um but then she just gets in too deep and you know these emotions form but it's just was she being herself who is her real self like it she was such different people around both of these men mm-hmm. um it was so interesting to watch. <clears throat> yeah, and, and the way that it kind of ended with Ivan too, which you kind of saw coming, you were like, well, she has a hard time with staying and you could kind of see that in the choices that she makes. She kind of ends up sabotaging that relationship as well. Um, yeah. Because she doesn't communicate. Like, she she chooses not to communicate with him, so therefore she hides parts of herself from him and he has no idea who she really is in the end of their relationship when she becomes pregnant and has to help and, and helps Axel with dying. Um, and so it's like a totally different dynamic by the time she's, she's a completely different person after that. And even acting around Axel who is dying, she kind of is becoming a little bit more mature. She's a little bit more, um, respectful of probably more sure of herself yeah and starting to decide if like she wanted to become a mom and that's like a major that's a major choice in her life and and she seemed to not be so ready for it and she was happy that she had a miscarriage as well and yeah you know because it kind of took that choice away from her so yeah she when it was when it was a shared a shared opinion that neither of them neither uh julia or ivan wanted wanted a child but then we see yeah. ivan at the end having with, a, having yeah. a kid yeah. with with someone um with yeah. the actress that she was taking pictures of uh, on this set um so it's just kind of ironic it um, kind of makes sense though because he was like a real pushover like he did whatever the girl he was with was doing you know like yeah it was the same thing with the with the yoga girl you know he became even more of that kind of person that she was and same when he was dating uh too like completely like he became what she wanted him to be and yeah yeah and it you know and then eventually he's a dad right he becomes the person that this person wants him to be um which yeah. you know, in every showing, relationship, showing just how much people have an effect on you. Yeah, exactly. Like every relationship that you make in your life has an effect on who you are. Like you, you don't just like. I loved it because these these relationships that she was in, these two very impactful relationships, especially with Axel, it shaped her. Like it shapes you. A relationship makes you who you are. And what Axel was saying, he was like, "You're the most important relationship I've ever had, and I know that you mm-hmm. won't feel that way." in your life maybe one day but she never even said okay like to her it, it's one relationship but you don't know how she's feeling like axel's probably is very important to her and whatever axel like was doing but it's just like he was at a different part of his life he was at the end of his life and she was at the beginning and it was just like a very stark reality of difference between the way that she pictures her relationships and the way that it actually like how they formulate in her mind and and what she needs at that point in her life yeah it's really like a wonderful story because of that it's a very like present and realistic story i mean it's crazy it's it's a beautiful movie for sure so good so good yeah i like this one a lot yeah i yeah i mean i just i'm so excited that we got to watch it i'm excited that you know, this was nominated for some Oscars and, you know, it was just a really, like, present, um, it really, like, makes you think about your own life a lot, these kind of movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't I'm know what gonna the... be going to be rooting for this one. Well, we'll see. Yeah. look at the other. <laughs> to look at what else is nominated, but, um... This, this one had an impact. This one had a very, very positive impact. It was good. I definitely liked it. I think the director has also worked with um, 
He's done some American or uh, English speaking movies, including Louder Than Moms from 2015. Um, a documentary. Let's see. Thelma, that looks scary AF. Um, um, yeah. He, I think he's probably from Oslo. He has he has a movie called Reprise from two thousand six with Anders Danielson Lee who was Axel in this movie. Mm-hmm. So it seems he's yeah done something with him before. Yeah, I just was so happy with Renata um, Rinsve. She was fantastic. I I just you know I I love like Swedish and. Norwegian movies so they're just really fun to watch and I'm I'm excited that this one was nominated and last year with with that other one drinking uh, the binge drinking uh, one another round another round <laughs> oh my god yes 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 um all right any other lasting thoughts I'll get on to these plot keywords no We've got female protagonist, voiceover narration, male frontal nudity, bare breasts, and love. There you go. There is some male frontal nudity in this movie. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. It's got a 90 meta score, which is Whoa. amazing. Hell yeah. I want to count um in the in our Oscar theories. I want to count how many of the movies that are nominated this year are in the nineties. That's that's what I would. Uh, not a lot. Only like a couple. So this one is one of them. It's got forty one positive reviews and one mixed review. Oh fuck this guy! Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. The New Yorker gave it a fifty. All right, what do you got to say? The movie offers no details about any conflict between domestic and artistic life because because Trier and his co-screenwriter Eskil display no interest in Yuli's uh, artistic development or activity. The worst person in the world is driven by a relentless focus on Yuli's personal life, but it's a focus that remains obliviously impersonal. I wholeheartedly disagree. What? How? I mean, it's extremely personal. It, yeah. Literally, the, okay, so this Wall Street Journal 80 is talking about how intimate it is. Is he just so is he just saying how they didn't, like, really talk about her career at all? It was mostly just about her, her, her love life? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it was really about that. It was it was about her no. relationships with people. That was like that was yeah. the point of the movie. Yeah. Um, I also love that whole chapter where she was with the with the people with the kids too. That was that was a great like the way that she reacted around children, um the way that the parents yeah. were and the way that they their relationship was. The you know everything really kind of pointed out how much younger she was than them and how much a different part of her life she was than them. And that birthday yeah. she had where she was like going through all of her grandmothers and her mother and the, where they were at in, at age 30. And yeah, it was, it was great because it was just like showing the differences between now and then, you know, really what is going on in, in somebody's life. And um Yeah. Yeah. Even the kids, it, the kids stuff was again a very uh, callback to the lost daughter and how annoying children are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this Wall Street Journal eighty, it says this vibrant, buoyant drama, intimate in scope instead of vast, takes us to Oslo, not exactly another planet, but an adventure all the same, where it builds a world of mercurial passions while its enchanting heroine Julie belatedly and erratically becomes of age over the course of several years. There you go. Yep. Very nice. So I think one of these hundreds. 
One, two, uh, three. I'm just going to read this little. Five, six, seven, we got this covered one. It says unsentimental, brutally honest, and staggeringly complex in its execution. Intelligent cinema like this is a rarity. Nice. I counted, uh, I think like four, 14 uh, 100s. Let's see. Trin's Rensvive have gifted audience with a movie that understands the ecstasy of diving into the unknown, the flush of new love, the beauty of connecting amid unspeakable loss. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking when Axel dies. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for somebody yeah. to handle. It's a lot for anyone, you know? And she kind of just, like, you're you're simultaneously feeling bad for her and also, like, kind of kicking her, you know, because she she's young. So, like, you're, like, kind of wanting her to be, to think about things more realistically, but she can't yeah, because like she's, a... she's in, in it, you know? Yeah. I like this uh, San Francisco Chronicle one. Uh, I gave it 100. The film has the measured and expansive quality of real life, which could have been dull. Um, it's anything but that. Instead, by making Yuli so real and vivid, uh, Rins, Rins, I cannot say this last name, um, and Anne Trier accomplish something rare. They make everything that happens to her feel as interesting as if it were happening to you. Yeah. Very good. That's, that's, that's a... That's true. That's really true. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Good job, Norway. Great job, my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm Norwegian. Um, okay. Well, that was... That was the hand of God and the worst person in the world. Um, best of luck to them. Cannot wait cannot wait for our oscar theories podcast we are so close that's it's the next one isn't it that's our next one that we're gonna record yes yes it is oh my gosh get ready oh my god i'm so nervous okay um we really hoped you liked this episode Uh, if you can please rate and review our show on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and stitcher we are also on amazon music and spotify and uh please follow our various social media we have twitter at by the popcorn um instagram facebook youtube uh tiktok just search all by the popcorn podcast um and like and follow and subscribe to our pages if you want to email us say hello you can email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com and uh, we also have some merch uh but thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one goodbye bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.